And now we're gonna do something everybody like to do. All right, here we go. One, two, one, two, three, four. Yo, 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 this is Charlie Toller from Jurassic 5. This is Mark Ray. This is Craig Charles. And you are now tuned into Joints and Jams with Shaka Loves You. With Shaka Loves You. With Shaka Loves You on Soho Radio. Listen on the slide. You're gonna have tiny legs. Nah, longer, longer fingers, I think. <laughs> I can ruin any party, mate. <laughs> Just say no. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and good luck on y'all's show, man, for real. So, 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 so. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for joining us. You're going to be with us for the next two hours here on Soul Radio, and this is Joints and Jams, as usual. We've got music from D'Angelo, Kate... Oh, I'm just going straight into your bit now. Good <laughs> job, just do the whole thing. Hey, fire on. <laughs> Don't let me stop you. Uh, we're going to listen to some tracks from uh, Kate Tornado's new album, plus a new edit from Mighty Mouse. No, we're not. No? We're not? Not Kate Tornado's new album. If you read the script... <laughs> <laughs> I don't stick to the script, mate. I'm just going to do me. You do you, mate. And we've got some tracks from our good friends, The Allergies and Roast Beats. And we'll actually be down in Bristol at the Old Market Assembly on the 15th of February, uh, supporting The Allergies, so keep an eye out for that one. Is it not the album? Is it just that we're actually not going to play any tracks off that album? Well, we are playing one track off that album. So have I technically not wrong, then? Well, we'll see. Uh, Well, our album feature this month is the debut album... Uh, from Anderson Pack's backing band, the Free Nationals. And our guest is, oh man, can't even say it without smiling. It's a good uh, one. We've, yeah, we've got a good one. World class DJ, hip hop legend, Uncle New, DJ Newmark from Jurassic 5 is going to be joining us on the phone later on. Can we just do that now? Jump straight to the, <laughs> straight to the interview. Yeah. Can I say something now? Uh, yeah, when you go. As always, we'd love to hear from you guys. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Shaka Loves You. If you like any of the music you hear on the show today, you can go and check out our Joints and Jams Spotify playlist. And don't forget to give us a wee follow on Spotify as well. And head over to our website to sign up for our mailing list for loads of exclusive music and content. Don't forget to head over to SohoRadioLondon.com. There's loads of great shows on there. You can catch up at your leisure. And you can also listen through the Soho Radio app. We're kicking things off today with Ron Matlock and Love City. We're thing and chicken at the party lights. If you never shook it before, you got to shake it tonight. Don't let this train of thought leave you behind. We're not going to a place, we're going to a state of mind. Talking about love, that's the thing that I've been speaking of.
magnificent. And I'm back from the shack of a soul boss with the most thundering, storming sounds of soul on Soho Radio. Shucks on Mighty. Come on, brothers, hit me back one time. Ouch! All right. In that first section you heard Love City by Ron Matlock and then we went into Sil Johnson and Concrete Reservation. I've got a total radio voice today. And then we went into and we finished off that section with The Allergies, entitled to that and it was The Roots Mix 
We're going to do three more and then get into the album feature. What up, what up? This is DJ Newmark, a.k.a. Uncle New. We're on Soho Radio right now. Shaka loves you. You're checking out Joints and Jams. Keep it locked. One love. You know I really love you. Give you everything I've got. Baby, won't you be my woman? I love you from the bottom of my heart. Baby, you know I need you. Baby, you know I care.
tell you what. I'll just tell you the names of them and then you can say them out loud. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that fucking bad. Jesus Christ. First up in that section, we had Simba and You Know I Need You. And then we were in with Ralph McDonald. That's Jam on the Groove. And we finished up that section with the Wild Chupatulas. And that's called Hey Pocky Away. Uh, that's one of our edits, actually. Grab that over on our SoundCloud. Uh, if you sign up for our mailing list, you'll get that as a free download, actually. Yes, we're into the album section now. So this month we've gone for the debut album from the Free Nationals. If you're not sure who the Free Nationals are, they are Anderson Pack's backing band. So if you like Anderson Pack, you've probably heard them. The Free Nationals are guitarist Jose Rios, keyboardist Ron Avant, bassist Kelsey Gonzalez, and drummer Calm Connor. Through their brand of R&B, funk, and soul, they give nod to legends like they give nods. <laughs> give <laughs> nods. You wrote it. <laughs> yeah, I did write it. They give nods to legends like Stevie Wonder. Parliament Funkadelic and Jimi Hendrix. There's some big collabs on the album. Anderson Pack's obviously on there on a track. You've got T.I. and the late Mac Miller on a track as well. We're going to play three of our favourites off the album. We're going to start with a collaboration with Anderson Pack and T. Nava, who's also the, the keyboard player. And it's called Gidget. Then we're going to play Shibuya featuring Sid. And then we're going to finish off with the instrumental Lester Diamond. The Free Nationals. Yeah. 
Shot a liquor to a cognac sipper. Rap spit a flow. I'm the illest slash illa. X crack dealer cold. I'm a polar cat pillar. Capricorn, just a line to gorillas. The dancer from the smoke, 69's how I did her. It's just a small version, but the Pisces bigger. My finger ram trigger, pop the Aries in ya. Yeah, it's like the dawning of Aquarian. The sign says, get your point across, Sagittarian. But I just see food, pescatarian. Fill is cut, all up in your guts, that's a serian. You can weigh me on the scale, legendary or barbarian. Tell them leave, bruh, or I bury him. On my bully, your friend of yours ain't a friend of mine. The only shooter that's in the gym is Jim and I. Jim, 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 So that section there, we started off with Catronada and midsection, that's featuring Pharrell Williams. And uh, next up, out in the end of February, we got a track off of Rose Feet's new album. Uh, that's called Lose Yourself, and that's featuring Kylie Earl. And then we finished up with DJ Newmark, and that's Zodiac Killer featuring Method Man. Speaking of DJ Newmark, oh, what are we doing it? Well, not quite. We've got uh. three more tracks. Uh, to me, uh, to 
in that last section you've literally yeah. been ripping into me for not being able to remember names of songs and making mistakes and then like the first word I stumble so in that last section you heard Scary Pockets and their cover of Prince's Kiss and that track features Rosie on the vocals and then we went into Herbie Hancock and You Bet Your Love and that's the new Mighty Mess edit and then we finished off with D'Angelo Girl You Need to Change Your Mind so we're pretty excited about this one aren't we oh man this is exciting we've had Newmark on the list uh, right from the beginning of starting this radio show and we've tried to line it up for like a wee while now and it's just just due to him being busy and like yeah finally managed to to get him on the show which is cool he's in my top three DJs like ever so it was a bit of an honour to get to, and he's like the nicest dude ever as well oh man such a nice guy yeah, so down to earth. earth if you're not sure who DJ Newmark is he's an amazing DJ and musical innovator if you just search DJ Newmark's toy set on YouTube it's pretty it's pretty crazy he's a member of the legendary hip hop group Jurassic 5 along with Cut Chemist he was the backbone of that group and he's a pretty talented producer in his own right and worked with some of rap's royalty so yeah we chatted about forming J5 well we didn't form J5 we didn't <laughs> Uh, we chatted about how J5 got together, uh, Jazzy Jeff's playlist retreat, and I think we ended up becoming his agent by the end of the episode. Yeah, his UK agent. <laughs> uh, so here it is, our chat with DJ Newmark. So we're on the phone with legendary DJ and producer, DJ Newmark. How's it going, man? Uh, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys. Thanks for taking some time out. You're probably busy schedule, no doubt. Are you at home at the moment? Are you in it? It's LA, right? You're yeah, I'm back in LA at the moment. Nice. Any any trips away soon, or you you got you got some downtime now? You know, I've been doing this thing where I spent a lot of time in the studio creating the projects for the year. Then I do kind of the weekend warrior thing. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Better. I, I really enjoy being in the studio. So it's it's a better balance for me at this age, I guess. <laughs> but no, I, I, I still play a lot. And, um, you know, I'll be at Red Bull 3 style this year in Russia and judging the finals with Jazzy Jeff and, and DJing, of course. But um, yeah, I just, uh, I, I guess I kind of choose the gigs that I like now and um, put out projects or, um, you know, I'm. I'm at a point now where I'm like, okay, these are the bucket list projects that I have sure, to do. Yeah, before yeah, I- yeah. So I think last time we chatted to you when we were, when we were trying to line up this this uh, this interview, you were just about to head off to the to the Middle East for a digging trip. Is that is it the Middle East, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's actually kind of an interesting scenario because I was supposed to play Beirut and a few other surrounding oh, wow. countries, and then head over to Dubai at the end. But uh, about probably right after I talked to you guys, about a week or two before the Beirut trip, their entire economy collapsed. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, and I was on vacation when my booking agent told me about it. I, I, my brain wasn't screwed on completely. Let's just say I was drinking quite a bit on a, on a beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I get I get one time a year to really unwind, and when I, do, you know, I, yeah. I take my pleasure seriously when I do it. So, um, <laughs> so they were. I was like reading this long email, and they're like, "Yeah, people can't get money out of the banks, and they can't get money out of the cash machines, and they're." Their dollar is being sold on the black market for four times less what? its original value. And I'm like reading it and I'm like, you know, easily like five drinks in. On the- <laughs> <laughs> it's not the kind of email you want. Yeah, because I was supposed to like leave from like Tulum, Mexico, like almost straight there. You know, I had like a bag of all Middle Eastern funk 
uh, seven Amazing. inches ready to go because they wanted to have a, they wanted me to do a vinyl set. So like yeah. I had already pre-planned it before I went on oh, vacation. <laughs> like oh, half my brain was like, oh man, this is terrible. And the other half is like, well, I guess I don't have to risk <laughs> you another beer, please. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so you should record that set that you were gonna do. Yeah. Oh man, I'm gutted I couldn't do it, man. Because um, my buddy Ernesto, he anybody listening to this should really follow Ernesto on Instagram. He uh, collects um, really heavy um, uh, Ethiopian seven inches, which uh, a lot of people know are is, is probably the most expensive genre to dig in. Right. And you can almost never find it in mint condition because it's just been through hell and back. Yeah, but um, yeah. such beautiful music and got probably one of my favorite genres at this point. So last time we actually saw you, we we, we caught your set at Shindig Festival. We were, we were playing there last summer and, and you were, uh, I think you did the Sunday night. Did you do the Sunday at Shindig? Oh, sh- uh, Shindig, yes. Okay, yeah. 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 I, I won't remember what night. I could barely remember the names of festivals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, all, they all kind of blur into one, don't they, after a while? Yeah, they do. Especially festivals. I don't know why. Man, the, the crowd's energy is insane, man. Yeah. I, I, I love shows like that where I can actually um, uh, sort of command the ship, and, and sort of speak. Like, yeah. I can just... Yeah. I kind of know in the first 10 minutes of a, of, a, of a set when I'm DJing, you know, how far I can... Stretch the stretch the crowd, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some, some crowds some crowds want a light workout. The other crowds want a <laughs> yeah, yeah. full yoga experience with me, you know. So <laughs> totally, it was yeah. It's always a it's always a good vibe at Shindig. They always oh, get I love a, it, man. They always get a really like the people are there for the right reasons at Shindig. They're there pretty much for the music. They're, you know, there's no posers. It's not that kind of vibe at all. So it's always like. Yeah, when you play there, you can you can normally yeah. go, go places you wouldn't be able to oh, go. Totally. I mean, those guys started out as a label, right? Uh, oh. And then pushed uh, and pushed nights from that, and then that then became this festival, and they're now into that. We're going back again this summer, so it's like year six, right? Year six now. Um, so it's it's got a good following, man. It's always and and the good one for us, it's like the first festival of the summer, right? Oh, right. Yeah, super early on, so it always sets the bar like really high for the rest of the for the rest of the season, but. Yeah, it's a good one. I want to take it back a little bit. Um, you started playing drums before you, back in school, right? Before you started DJing or anything, right? Yeah. Well, I got like a, a drum, <laughs> like a snare, like at seven or eight. And sure. you know, my parents thought, oh, that's just a fad. So by the time, I guess when I was 12 or 13, I um, entered like the jazz band at school. Okay. And started playing there, and I had a, my first drum battle actually, where I had a battle. This I, I was always like the smallest kid in my class, like the shortest guy. <laughs> and in my, it, it, I looked like Kermit the Frog, and he was like, <laughs> like you, you couldn't like even see my head over the tom toms. It was funny, and, and like he was like towering over his drum set. He was like this huge kid, so it was like the audience was half laughing hysterically my parents included and then <laughs> and, and then half like cheering but it was it just yeah that was my first experience with battling and like taking it seriously and i would listen to like old rush uh yeah, yeah. um r.i.p neil uh, drum solos you know rest in peace neil perp one of the greatest to ever do it and so i would listen to those and I'm like oh i, I want to do something like this and you know then then as that as that was progressing i kind of got into um listening to hip-hop and trying to figure out what were those big sounds like? Because I, I didn't know that there was, I didn't know what a drum machine was. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That was that progression into hip hop. But I, I hadn't even seen a turntable up up until this point, or, or touched a turntable, I should say. So it was kind of getting into hip hop that then kind of evolved into to DJing for you, then. Yeah, I I would sneak a little uh, Roland drum machine into my um, 
into the band uh, practices. And so when the conductor would be working on like a string section or on the horns or something, I would have the, my headphones on and I'd be trying to figure out like the drum patterns I would hear from a hip hop record. Then I heard like sc uh, scratching and then my best friend in that same band class told me his, his um, uncle was a DJ and I watched him DJ and I almost passed out. I was like, oh. <laughs> Everything was so brand new back then. You know, MCing was new. I was just used to hearing singers. Beats were new. I was used to hearing drum beats instead of program beats. Um, people were on the floor getting their clothes dirty when dancing was typically standing up and dancing with a or You know, everything was just raw and yeah. just new. And have you found that um, having that drumming, because we've, we've both got drumming backgrounds in well, as well, you can play drums and, and percussion and stuff. Have you found that's helped? Uh, you know, through the, throughout your career, when you especially when you're producing as well, is that you know, have you noticed? Yeah, I think I think it's my it's in my like uh, it's, it's I think it's it's like the backbone of my production to tell you the truth. Uh, yeah. I take my drum you know programming seriously and um, drum my drum sounds I take very seriously and for the first time ever I'll be doing drum packs this year so yay! Oh, there you go. Uh, nice. Okay. Nice. Yeah, this this year is kind of dedicated to like. <laughs> bucket list things that I should have done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Like sample packs, you mean? Yeah, drum sample packs. That I, I literally, honestly, guys, I haven't made a beat in like three months. Okay. Um, except except for this week. This week I've been hammering away. But um, up until this week, I, I spent the last three months just dedicating my time to, to creating drum sounds for other people to have. There, none of the sounds that I'm going to be creating are were ever used on anything else. All new stuff just for the users, and it's like, you know, I don't know, what, 1,700 sounds or something like that. Where can people get that? Is that out yet or not yet? It's not out yet, but I'll be uh, doing a deal with both Drum Broker and um, Ableton Live. Okay, wow. Fully around February, by the way. February 14th is our slated date. <laughs> So I want to I want to touch on Jurassic Five obviously in a, in a little minute. Before you before you you were you were in J Five you you worked for a record label is that is that right? Yeah, I was working at a record label called Correct Records on the West Coast. And I heard a story, and you might need to correct me on some of the facts on this, but you were involved in signing a record that was Kanye's first album as a producer. Yeah, so it was a very small label. And they needed me to do like college promotion uh, and helping out with the artists, sometimes even DJing on the records and and even um, A&Ring. And so I was like, well, I don't really want to be an A&R, but, you know, I'll help out. And, you know, I had a pretty good ear at the time as to what I thought was going to be the next trend. I was better then than I am now, put it that way. I should be better than <laughs> Totally. I'm trying, man. But when Weird, Al, when, when Weird Al Yankovic does a song and you don't know what the hell he's covering, you know you're getting old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> no, I'm I'm still young at heart. I still keep current. Yeah, I'm just yeah. busting my arm balls. <laughs> so I found an artist named Grav. I got his demo. He was out of Chicago. Yeah. Spelled G-R-A-V, like gravity. That was short for gravity. Okay, yeah. And he played me a demo, and all the songs were dope. But there was, I think, one or two songs I was like, who who produced this? And he said, oh. Was this kid named Kanye I said well you know if if you finish the rest of the record with him we'll fund it and so I flew out to New York and we recorded I, I was recording with Kanye that was his first because I had to oversee the project make sure they turned it in make sure the mix out yeah, yeah. mix down sounded right I even did scratches on that record um, oh, really? that was Kanye's first production 
on uh, a release. What year was that? 96. Have you had any contact with, with Kanye over the years? or? That's always the second question people ask me. So <laughs> he's still the same person. Like he, he, like people think he's changed. Like he, he's still like a very like confident. He, he was confident back then. I'll really? put it like that. Yeah. You know, you know, really like I know my shit's the best, you know? Yeah. Um, and I was like, who is this guy? Like, what is he talking about? You know, but I saw him at um, a J5 show and he actually walked up to me and was like, hey, what's up? I was like, oh, shit. What's up, man? But in that in that studio session, it's kind of funny. He, um, I didn't know he was a, a visual artist as well. Right. And so while we were killing time, the engineer was doing something where they, they had to, like, recall a mix. And we had to wait for, like, you know, I don't know, an hour or 20 minutes. So I don't know what the hell it was. And he goes, just sit there. He told me just sit, sit there. And I was sitting next to him on the, by the console. And he drew my face to perfection. Like, he wow. drew my face um, with just pen and um, with just a pencil. No way. The sketch is really accurate. Um, yeah, I should probably frame that at some point. He still got it. Of- yeah, I got it. Yeah. At any rate, he's he's a multi-talented young man. He certainly is. Um, so let's let's get on to kind of talking a bit about J Five. Now we've got we we know Charlie pretty well. We did a track with with Soup or Fully Love oh. as he is now. Yeah. yeah, Soup was just at my studio like two weeks ago. Oh no way. He's yeah. A, he's, he's a nice dude, man. We've we've had some chat back and forth, and we actually he, we actually met him. He was playing at Shindig. I think you probably just missed him because I think he did like the Friday night. Yeah, I was texting him, or I, maybe I was on IG trying to get a hold of him, and I thought I was going to see him, but he played a separate day. Yeah. yeah. And I think, was Charlie not there? Was it like all three Char- of you? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Char- Charlie was there too. He played earlier in the day, and then I played later on in the night. God, that was such a fun stage. It's good. I want to do it yeah, again. Yeah. yeah. Um, you all were in, living in LA at the time. That's how you all met, right? Yes, sir. Were you involved in that good life scene? Because like, obviously Charlie kind of came up through that. Not really. So I, I went there about four times total, but that's where the two groups met. So J5 was two groups formed as one yeah. plus me, you know, so <laughs> it's, but I really kind of got uh, immersed in the group at another event called Rat Race where they had um, live, uh, where they had a live band on stage and the band would invite MCs to come up and do their routine. So that's, I was the DJ for them for that night. And so um, I met the two groups pretty much there or at the rehearsal studios for there. Um, it was Unity Committee and Rebels of Rhythm were the two groups. And then so, yeah, we just started to gel and it just kind of all made sense. You know, it's funny how sometimes you can shop your own demos to record labels with by yourself or whatever. But if you get like the right people in the room, the chemistry just clicks. It's uh, it's an interesting thing. For sure. You mentioned Rebel 3 style earlier on right at the start. You're, uh, you're back judging this year? Yeah, I'll be in uh, Russia in, uh, what is that, April, I believe it is. Are you excited for this year's finals? There's two things I look forward to every year, and they both have to do with Jazzy Jeff. It's, uh... <laughs> man, everyone, everyone loves Jeff. The guy is a legend, man. We, we were lucky enough to support him like, yeah. a couple of years ago, and like, honestly, just one of the nicest dudes I've ever met. Yeah. Like I've spent like months trying to figure out how I repay Jeff, just because he's given so much, not only to me, but like the whole... The culture, producer, man. DJ, yeah. culture, fans, everybody. Like he's he's given so much. He's a really remarkable human being. Outside of his incredible skill as a DJ, um, he um, he's he's changed my life in the last. Oh, I don't know how long I've been working with him at Red Bull. Four or five years, I guess. Yeah. But he's changed my life, and he's changed my perspective on um, everything. To if I need a manager, to. Um, uh, what happens if a DJ plays the big song you wanted to play and you're about to go on, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, 
heavy conversation. I mean, I guess that's not heavy. It just just conversations that pertain to my um, first world problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. First world DJ problems. They mean a lot to me. You know, they mean a lot to me because I want to give um, the people who pay a hardworking dollar to see me a good show. I want to. I want to give them a new mark experience that um, is unlike any other DJ. So the only way for me to do that is to. Uh, constantly humble myself and say, I'll never be a master of this, but I'm going to talk to people who've done it longer than I have or talk to people that are in a better position that, that I'm in yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, realize that I'll always be learning, you know, um, and that perspective has helped me a lot. But he, he's just, uh, but I guess to answer your original question, man, uh, the two things I look forward to are Red Bull freestyle and the playlist retreat. And yeah, that, was, uh, that was the next thing we were going <laughs> to yeah. chat about. <laughs> He's monopolized my fun. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> but the playlist, the playlist retreat looks. I mean, obviously, yeah, from the outside, it looks like it's a pretty, uh, just amazing kind of experience, and, and everyone's just sharing all their because there's so many like amazing like yeah. producers and DJs and, and talent in, in, in one place. That when we met uh, Maceo in uh, the summer, we were, we were supporting Dela. And uh, we were chatting to Maceo backstage, and was he literally he just was flying about to fly literally out the, the next day? Team. He was flying out to to Jess' place. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mace Mace had an amazing time. And I think it was it. his first one this year. He was like he'd been yeah. trying to go previous years, but he did whatever he just couldn't make it. Anybody. So he was so he was so pumped to, to to finally make it. Talk about an amazing human being. Mace is another amazing. Oh, such a nice like, guy. Oh, such. Nice. I mean, I, I've I've met some some assholes in the business, you know, and it, and it really, it's really bothersome when you look up to someone and they're, and you meet them and you give them respect and they, and they just are short with you or rude. It's just like, it, it takes so much out of you as an artist because, um, you, you look up to them, you know, oh, yeah. you know, Mace, I saw, I saw Mace like, I want to say like, oh, like maybe three weeks ago at the Bassett barbecue. And he was still talking about playlists and he was still right. buzzing off of it. Wow. And he was like, he was like, man, I'm still motivated off that shit new. He was just like in my ear and we were laughing. <laughs> you guys, anybody who's talked to Maceo or heard her Maceo or even her Maceo on a Gorillaz record knows his laugh. Like yeah, exactly. that, that iconic laugh, like, but he does it really loud in my ear. And then I say something <laughs> else, and, you know, it just, yeah. But anyway, it's, um, yeah, Jeff, um, he's uh, Professor X, man. He, he just gets everybody <laughs> together. You know, I call him Jeffesser X. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's amazing, man. I, I I don't I don't have enough good words to say about Jeff, and uh, and if anybody hasn't seen him live, they they have to. They're gonna have a good time. And oh man, yeah, his sets are just like, uh, it's just effortless, isn't it? He's just yeah, it really is. It really is. And, and you know, ultimately, I, I'd like to see DJing um, go down that route. You know, where the the captain of the ship takes a chance. You know, and uh, yeah. it's really it's really kind of how I approach my sets. I had one situation where I was uh, when the dubstep scene was at its very, very height. Like, yeah. and um, I was playing a festival, and the guy before me was annihilating this crowd. Like, and, and he was like jumping off the speakers on stage and doing all this. Stuff. And I had to go on after him. And the promoter even looked at me and said, "Man, I'm sorry, new. Like, I think I, I think I got the lineup wrong. You know, and that didn't make <laughs> better. You know." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Way to boost my confidence. Yeah, so, thanks, 
So then I was like, I was kind of like feverishly going through my set and, and changing things going, oh shit, this is a different crowd. I'm tripping, I'm tripping. So I was kind of going through my stuff and rearranging really quick. Yeah, yeah. And then I stopped about halfway through and I said, fuck it. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, if I bomb, I bomb. Like, But it was bigger than that thought. The thought was like, maybe I'll learn something today, you know? Yeah. So I stuck with my original script and it was amazing. Like, really? it was like nothing before me had ever happened. But then I started my set. I was like, okay, here I go. And I started with Earth, Wind and Fire, which was <laughs> like, it was the wrong vibe. I knew it and I played it anyway. And they really got engaged with me. And I was like, what the hell just happened here? So yeah, yeah. that's a learning lesson that you, you know, as a, as a DJ performer, band, drummer, saxophone player, whatever yeah, yeah. your outfit is, you just got to like command the ship and do what you have in your mind. Um, because if you do it with confidence and, and just command your set, the, the people will go with you. They'll go with you, totally. Um, so I want to talk about uh, Zodiac tracks. Obviously, we're big fans. Um, oh, right on. Of that, Glad you've seen it. Of that series, yeah. So, so for people that maybe haven't, haven't seen it just give it give it a quick kind of elevator pitch to what it is yeah so um zodiac tracks is my way of paying homage to artists i respect or um, were important uh, or are important yeah and what i do is in each uh dedicated month um i play songs from those artists that are all in that zodiac sign Sure. So, sure. and I release those once a month in the respective zodiac sign, um, and they're like five to seven minute mixes that are on um, my Instagram and Facebook uh, in video format. Amazing. So, and there's no there's no cuts or edits. It's just me doing it kind of live. It, it's not Facebook live, but it's yeah. a live take. <laughs> and you've done you've done two full seasons, right? So you've done two. Yeah, twenty five mixes total. Is there a plan, a season three plan, or is that? Oh, what do you guys think, mate? Keep going, man. If you, if you keep making them, we'll keep watching them, man. For Definitely. Sure. I think they're dope, and like I, I wasn't really sure, you know, because I did two two years of it, and uh, I mean, I had great response. It's yeah. uh, I just. Um, you know, I don't know. I wanted to release projects and work on other things, and but I, I might do a, a third season. Who knows? I I, I haven't really thought that far. I, I tend to um, move from thing to thing kind of quickly, you know. Yeah. But uh, sure. that one's really special. Actually, on the last mix, I got sad. I was like, ah, oh, man, this is crazy. This is the last one. This is wild. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of work. It was it was definitely a lot of work, man. Researching all the birthdays for all the artists was, was difficult because there's conflicting dates online. <laughs> and the rarer the artist the harder it is to find their birthday yeah, totally. did you have to go and then find the records or did you find that you had most of them already man that's the most crazy thing about zodiac tracks was um i thought i was gonna have a hard time executing the mixes because i had to get through so many artists in such a short amount of time i ended up doing those in one to three takes what was the hard part what was the curveball for me was I didn't have the fucking hip hop records. I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. Oh, like, really? <laughs> okay, so I had the samples to the hip hop records on vinyl. Oh, that's one thing I left out in the description. It's all done on vinyl. Oh yeah, it's uh, quite, yeah, it's quite an important part. <laughs> so in my head, I thought, okay, cool. I have, you know, I have um, Eric Eric Sermon's React 12 inch, but. 
in yeah, actuality, yeah. I only had it on MP3. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there was that weird period, you know, in the 2000s where it's like, you think you have the vinyl because you had it in Serato, but you're, you're kind of phasing vinyl out, not purposely, but just, oh, yeah. why do I need the 12-inch, you know? Yeah, totally. Uh, so I, I was really rushing to the finish line to find <laughs> some of the hip-hop 12-inches. and right. Yeah, it was crazy, but I think the fun... The thing I had the most fun with on Zodiac Tracks is when the producers of uh, uh, um, a Scorpio and then the rappers of a Scorpio and then the the guy that they sampled or the band, yeah, like the guy that they sampled is a Scorpio. Those were my, like, those were the best. That's like yeah. a free for you. Get, you, know? you get the triple hit. Yeah, triple hit because it, it's, the whole goal of Zodiac was to honor as many artists as possible. You know, yeah. if I were to put it in a nutshell, that's really what it is. So it really isn't about like, hey, look how skilled I am or any of that shit. It's like I'm paying back. I've, you know, I've taken a lot over the years. I've taken from Cold Crush. I've taken from Cool Herc. I've taken from Sugar Hill. Yeah. I want to give back, yeah, you know, yeah. um, in, in my way, in, in a way that um, uh, teaches people and hopefully creates some sales for those artists. Absolutely. What's uh, what's next for Newmark? Any projects you can tell us about, or any music coming out? Or oh, I did a song with Method Man to kind of recap. Yeah, the I, was, I was just, I was going to ask about that. I completely forgot. <laughs> yeah. Well, that just came out. That's that's on my website, djnewmark.com. Coming up, I'm doing the drum packs uh, being released on uh, February on in on Valentine's Day. There you go. And then um, I'm going to release uh, an all covers album or, or ep most likely um okay. kind of in the i'm in the about halfway through with it right now um that's going to be called run for cover nice. then i'll be uh working pretty hard on a mix that i've been procrastinating on for a long time um uh, an all middle eastern mix uh to kind of pay the homage to my heritage i'm, I'm middle eastern i'm well my my mother's persian uh, okay i've been putting it off because as you guys no, it's hard to perform in front of your family, right? So it's like you have <laughs> yeah, yeah. It has to be just right. So I keep putting burned, and like <laughs> next thing you know, fucking fifteen years go by, and you're like, okay, enough's enough. Yeah, like yeah, I got it. Yeah. I need to do it now. Yeah. 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 So I'll be focusing on that and uh, d different collaborations, but um, there's a lot of things I kind of can't talk about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, those but those are the next down the pipeline. Any trips to the UK planned again or? I hope so, man. I, I don't have a UK agent at the moment. Yeah, I'm I'm agentless out there. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm sure you could put out a few emails, surely man. Somebody. I'm sure, <laughs> you're Newmark, for God's sake. <laughs> you guys are going to have to put in a good word for me out there, man. I'm, I've been uh, searching for like uh, two months now, and I'm kind of striking out. So I'm, I'll be playing some shows around the surrounding areas, but I'm trying to find some, uh, a proper agent or uh, proper... Um, time to get out to the uk because I, I just love it there too damn much yeah well listen that's that's the perfect place to leave it thanks so much for taking the time to chat to us man really yeah, thanks, really man. really appreciate this yeah, pleasure's thanks, mine man. fellas you guys have a good night well uh we'll hook you up with some good haggis next time all we right see you in, and an agent Scotland, find me a fucking agent fellas <laughs> for sure man we've got your email we'll drop you some contacts all right now right you take it have a good day man cheers man all right cheers From east to west, north to south, the station of now, Soho Radio. Big thanks to Uncle New for taking the time to chat to us. What an absolute legend. Oh, full legend. Head over to DJ New. 
newmark.com so djnewmark.com keep up to date with everything he's doing and if there's any promoters UK promoters or agents find him a gig so we're going to get stuck into the mix section now 30 minutes of uninterrupted music these are some of the tracks that we've been playing out recently and if you like any of these tracks we're not going to list them all but if you like any of them just drop us a wee message on Instagram or whatever and we'll let you know what they are
Let all your inhibitions go And let the spirit 
Thanks for tuning in guys we've been Shaka Loves You and as always you've been listening to Joints and Jams and Soho Radio remember if you're listening back on iTunes uh, please leave us a review uh, anything more than a two and a half star would probably be pretty good we'll take, we'll take it <laughs> and don't forget to hit that follow button on Spotify and if you like any of the music you heard on the show it's pretty much all going to be on our Joints and Jams Spotify playlist thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you guys next month 